Welcome back to Football Lenses, everybody. It's Baca and AJ. AJ, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. How are you? Not too bad at all, honestly. I mean, footballing-wise, I mean, every time I watched, lost, basically, so it was a bit rough to me, for me. Um, but uh, you? I can't relate. Seen some... Some heroics this weekend. Saw some villain origin stories begin. Saw some ab- abysmal shit. Who's a villain? Me. Oh. <laughs> uh, the, now, Chicago, the Chicago Fire are turning me into a villain week by week, bro. bro it's, it's an origin story, isn't it? This shit is pissing me the fuck off. Oh my god. I forgot I said alarm for six. I was going to come. Here, come here. But yeah, nah, dude, it's nah. I hate this team. I actually hate them. It's it's. I have no words. It's hard, bro. Like, you know, one thing that. So, who do you blame now? I know it's the beginning of the season, but these problems aren't new. Who 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 are we uh, pointing the finger at? Here's the thing. A lot of people want to say that it's Ezra's fault, but these problems. Were a thing before Ezra right. came here. Mm-hmm. One person that I think deserves a little bit of the blame that isn't, or that I haven't really seen get any of the blame, and I love him. Don't get me wrong, I fucking love him. Our our gaffer, not our gaffer, our captain, Raphael Shehos. Really, you're the captain. You're supposed yeah. to be. You're supposed to be instilling a sense of urgency and a sense of. A sense of togetherness in the team. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I I saw something recently where somebody said that uh, when Bornstein left, um, obviously you know the guy's uh, old. You know yeah. he can't really play, but he he was someone in the locker room. You know the the presence. Yeah. So that was something that he brought for a lot of like the younger players that uh, some of these other guys and DPS don't bring. Well, we saw that yesterday. In case you aren't aware, the fire had a three-one lead. We went down one 0 then we went up 3-1 in the 46th minute. No, wait, 48th minute, something like that. It was like the 45th, bro. I, people weren't people was, weren't even bad from getting their beer at halftime when Mueller like scored. two minutes after halftime. We score our third. We're up 3-1. We're coasting. And then in like the 85th and 87th minute, Cincinnati scored twice. Tied the game 3-3. And honestly, they could have won, but the first goal they scored actually was offside. They did score an offside goal in like the 56th, uh, which... Arguable if he was off or not. Like he was off, but did he interfere in the play? Maybe, maybe not. The ref gave it, so we're going to say yeah. For our sake, we're going to say yeah. But it is arguable. Um, and then after the game, they're doing locker room interviews. And the new guy, Mr. Marin Hale Selassie, and Chris Brady, our 19-year-old starting goalkeeper, are the two people that mm-hmm. stay back to give interviews to the media. Not our captain, who's led his team in the Bundesliga. Not our right back, who's fresh out of France. Zerna Shakiri's not even in the team sheet because his hamstring is a little bit tight. To be fair, it's a massive hamstring. I don't give a shit what it is. <laughs> nah, so like, I mean, I know there's that energy, um, low energy in the, the locker room and all that. I was starting to think at this point, that I I was starting to get frustrated with Mansueto. 
the owner. Because, for it one... All, it all stems with him, realistically. First of all, if you don't bring Heights back, half of these problems are, are solved. Yeah, Heights is our Actually, biggest most, problem. More we, than we, half of the problems are solved. And we Heights know that. Him. And the fact that Mansueto, somebody who's supposedly listens to the fans and everything, the biggest thing that we have been, you know, Adamant. asking for, she doesn't care. And I understand that maybe there's not really a replacement, blah, 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 but like... This the man is that this summer there was a replacement. Seattle's GM left. He was one of the most experienced men in MLS. He's from Illinois. Really? What part? I want to say Evanston, but that could be completely wrong. But he is from Illinois. Yeah. I don't remember. Boy from up north. He's, he's from he's from Illinois. You know, Jose said he went up north um one time, and he didn't really know because he doesn't go to Chicago often. Uh-huh. So he went up north, and he told me that he went to Everton. Like my guy. First of all, Everton's not here to play. <laughs> I told him that's a soccer team in England, my dude. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like that's our biggest problem. But like, it's no, just, yeah, it all stems with Mansueto. You're giving the wrong guy the keys, the keys to the kingdom. And you know how we say a lot of the times that like we almost get you know like jealous of like other teams' fans in the MLS doing mm-hmm. certain things. Right now, something... I mean, have you seen what's happening at with the Galaxy? No. So, they're shit, right? Yeah. I don't think... They're doing very bad right now. And I don't know if it's for the owner. I think it might be the owner that they want out. Mm-hmm. They're boycotting, right? They're protesting outside of the stadium. They're not going to the games. The last game they played, the stadium basically looked like this. Like the, the fire against Cincinnati. Dead. Nobody there. No support group, no nothing. And, I mean, what's the biggest way to let somebody know that you're pissed off? You don't buy their stuff and they lose money. Because, realistically, all these owners are here for money. That, that's not going to work with the fire. People already don't go to games. Yeah, I know. Who's going to boycott? But we, we can get creative. That's the thing. <laughs> what are we going to do? Make a sign that says Mansueto out? I'm not calling for him to be out. Or not Mansueto. Heights out. Heights. Just something... For literally to just the club, it's it, we're dusty. Nothing's changed, bro. Nobody's like, it's. I don't even know what to say. There's like, a, a very well respected man in the Chicago Fire, social media, Tyus Ross. He said he's friends with a couple of players around the league, and they all say that if you're two 0 down in Chicago or against Chicago, you're not really out of the game. I saw that. Then that is disrespectful, and how much like. It hurts that people say that. I, I can't even get mad because you know what? They're not wrong. And think about it. It feels like some of the players don't give a shit at this point. I don't think they do. But obviously there are players that do. And there are players that we know are trying. But our big players like Shakiri doesn't give a He's shit. He's supposed to be like our like brand name player, you know? One, like, th- one thing that's pissed me off is so far this season, our new signing, Saqua. From England or Suke, as they're saying. From France, uh, from France I'm sorry. Um, he hasn't been very good. And I'm already seeing people like turning against him, which, fair enough, he's not been performing. So I, I understand the anger. And we're getting but more fullbacks too as we go. Where the fuck is this energy towards Shakiri? I we still have fans defending him when he literally offers next to nothing to this team. Yesterday, we played Brian Gutierrez at the 10, 10 times better. 
Yeah. He's able to run. Oh, dude. He's willing to 100%. pass the ball. Yeah. And the team isn't about him. Right. And even at the same time, I mean, people are probably saying they'd rather have Shakiri just because of the experience and everything. I mean, because he's a kid, but, like, he's going to learn. You know, I, I watch him play, and there's obviously decisions that he makes where I'm just like, oh, like, seriously, I'm going to get upset. But he, he puts in the effort. 19 years old. He's He's been linked to European moves. He's a, a well-established youth player in the youth national team. Like realistically, the only way for him to grow is to play senior football. Yep. And when we see him play at the 10, he's so good. Mm-hmm. On the wing, sometimes he's a little lackluster. But at the 10, he's a game-changing player. Yeah, man, I don't know. Um, Celesi came in yesterday, first start in MLS. He was electric, in my opinion. Didn't score. But the pace was a nice change. It was something that we haven't had since who knows when. <laughs> the last player I can remember that, like, like Alcedo was fast, but he never really did anything worthwhile. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So the last player that I can remember that actually, like, had pace and actually did something in the game is probably David Akam. Mm. Which, last that was the last time we played made the playoffs with David Akam. And then we got rid of him. For literally nothing. Just let him leave. Yeah. Um, Our fullbacks were dreadful yesterday, as the manager pointed out. He literally said. And we are getting raised for him. Our fullbacks were trash. From Pachuca. Yeah, we just signed a left back who everybody's predicting, but probably by the end of April, is going to replace Miguel Navarro. Yeah, if he doesn't get injured in the first training session. And Navarro, he's not. I don't know how to feel about Navarro because he's not a bad player. But he often has lapses of concentration that result in bad yellow cards. He gets beat defensively constantly. But, like, overall, like, compared to where we've struggled elsewhere, like in the midfield and the attack, Mm -hmm. there are more glaring issues. Right. Yeah, and I mean, one of our biggest things has been scoring goals, too. And, I mean, we showed that. I mean, we do have players that can score goals. They're just very inconsistent. But at the same time, it's like we're also not clinical enough in the final third. And I I, I heard, apparently, all four scored for Montreal this weekend. He so did. He did. Jesus. Like, every time yeah, we have a player, they don't do that well or they're okay. We let them go, and they thrive either in the MLS. Or elsewhere. Or elsewhere. Or they go to the MLS and then go to a bigger, to Europe. Like, we just don't know how to keep players. We don't know how to use them right. And it's just, it's everything. It's literally everything. Oh, my days, dude. It's literally everything. And there's not one specific thing. Like, obviously, when you, like, try to fix the team, like, you have to start somewhere. Like, it's one, like, you can't just buy a whole new squad. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. We're, we're not Chelsea. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you know, you try to work. Maybe they're doing the defense right now. Have a good defense. All right, cool. But... We have players that can score goals, so after that, get us some quality midfielders. Because if you get someone who can create the chances, the players we have up top, they they can put it behind the net. Yeah. But. I'm wondering if part of it is. I don't know. I don't know what it is, honestly. At this point, like, 
I think it's just a whole internal thing. It's everything, yeah. Because, okay, cool, you bring players or whatever, but what's really going to change? Like, realistically, if, this squad is good enough to compete in the MLS, and they've shown that. Yeah. Like, we're competing against Philadelphia and New York and Cincinnati, who are bigger teams than MLS. But there's just, like, we're missing the finishing touch. Yeah. I think it's just an internal problem. I, I feel like... It's been an internal problem for fucking 15 goddamn years. Yeah. It's starting to get old, really old. But, uh, yeah, until things start, you know, changing from the inside, nothing's really going to show on the pitch. I mean, you have teams that just, yeah, they're going through it too, but at least if, and I'm not really saying much about the fans, like, here right now, like, I don't want to talk shit, but, like, in, the Galaxy fans, you know, they're, they're doing something, they're stepping up, so. To be fair, it was cold as shit last night. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it's 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 rough trying to play in this weather. People aren't really gonna come out, especially when you're in you're in a bowl. The stadium's a bowl on the lakefront. It's it's not convenient. Um, it would be nice to have a stadium like a nice, good, like new stadium where like you could you know not be freezing the entire game. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I mean. To get some more fans, I mean, you're going to have to start winning. And, I mean, even within the supporter sections, I know there's whatever beef they got. So, that's also... I mean, I've seen a lot of fans, actually, um, recently, of just trying to get, like, the groups together to try to be more unified as well. So, yeah. I've, honestly, I've kept up for the last couple of years. Just watching from the outside of, like, whatever, you know, shade all these supporter sections throw each other, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because I've recently been more in tune with what's going on. And maybe because I'm, like, more, like, I see more and follow more stuff about that. Where I see, ever since I found out the men in red thing started happening, more and more people are getting into, like, that and, like, being more interested. And actually trying trying to, like, sort shit out. Yeah. Like, have you noticed that recently? I feel like... This year, the fire, like the front office, uh-huh. at the beginning of the year, they said, like, they want to take the initiative and try and figure sh- help the fans figure shit out. So I think that kind of sparked it. Okay. But the thing is, is, like, I don't think it's ever going to work realistically because these fans hate each other for no reason. Right. Like, I understand there's differences in opinion, but, like, at the end of the day, we're here to support the team. Yeah. And, like... Y'all don't got to tailgate together, but once you're in the stadium, like... Just I want y'all to hold hands and do your thing. Yeah. Like, after the game, y'all do you, but... Actually, there were... I seen quite a lot of Cincinnati fans yesterday, I'm not gonna lie. There's probably more Cincinnati fans than Fire fans in the fucking stadium, bro. <laughs> yeah, about we're watching the replay right now. It is dead. Damn. That was that one was unlucky on, on Tehran. He misjudged that ball. Yeah, we're watching the replay right now. But Cincinnati... Scored an offside goal. They hit the goal post twice. They hit the crossbar. Brady made a couple good saves. Brady made some good saves. And they still tied 3-3. Which brings me back to... I think part of it falls back on the defense and on Shehos. He's supposed to be the person that holds that. That holds the... Everything. He's supposed to be the glue of the team. He's supposed to be back there demanding players. Telling them what to do, where to be. I mean, and like obviously, like the defense in itself, at least the center backs in itself, they play well. Yeah, overall, the wing backs let them down massively. 
And on games like yesterday, it's just lapses of concentration, man. Cause we were playing with four at the back, right? Yeah. The one game, was it against Philly where we were doing like a three? Yeah, we played with three. With the fullbacks? Yeah. I think that's probably going to be the way to go. Um, well, the only thing is that we couldn't really play three back yesterday because we didn't have the midfielders or the fucking attackers. Because like, we didn't really have anyone on the bench yesterday. And we already have a really bad bench. No mm-hmm. disrespect to any of the players on the bench. But when you have three players out with injuries, two suspended, and you already have some of the worst depth in MLS, like you can only do so much. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's... <sighs> I don't know. You see that free kick from Atlanta from... What's his name? Yeah, Thiago Almeida. Yeah, bro. That boy is sick. They he... said... Thiago Almeida... Oh, my God. What the fuck was that? Who the fuck was that? Is that Suke? It is. The bastard. He's the, the ball we, away. He's the reason we conceded the third. I didn't get to see it. I was in the elevator on the way... On the way down. Nah, it was a bit later and... I was I was at a birthday party, so as I I watched what I could. Um, do you see the the frame of the free kick though? Because there's like a certain picture, and uh, the ball it it looks like the man just shot it to like yeah, what whatever section it was there at the yeah. Atlanta Stadium, and, then somehow and it like just curved in, back. Oh my god! Somebody said just for that free kick, his price going up an extra five mil in four in four games, Almeida. And the homegrown, yeah. See, it was it was Suke's fault because they scored off the corner after he gave the ball away. Yeah, who's the other guy? Almeida and uh... Almeida, and then uh, the youth, inter- the U.S. Youth International, Caleb Wiley. He's eighteen years old, and combined in four games, they have fourteen goal contributions. Oh, fourteen now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Fourteen it's in four games, and one of them's twenty-two, and the other one's eighteen. What's Almeida? Like his uh, Argentinian, he he's the Argentinian, first, first MLS player to ever win the World Cup, because he was on. Oh, that champ! Yes, you're right. You're right. He was, on, right. The, he was on the the yeah. on the roster for Argentina. Yeah. Oh man, them them boys going crazy. People are like, well, at this rate, he's not staying. So they better they better have someone lined summer's, up. Summer's coming up, bro. As soon as June hits, he's gone. These these European teams, they see a young Argentinian or South American, and they bounce like that, bro. They snap him up like that. It's crazy. I mean... And, like, realistically, what can Atlanta offer to to keep him? Like, yeah. you know, Europeans yeah. love young South Americans in the MLS, bro. Almiron, Duran. There's a few more I forget, though. But I know there's been a decent amount that have gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, Duran gets more chances at Villa. That's my guy. Yeah. I mean, realistically... He doesn't have much competition. Innings left. It's just Watkin, who's actually been playing really well. Yeah, well, I'm saying because, like, they probably got him a third string. Like, oh, he, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't have much competition to be the second because I, I know Ali Watkins isn't going to really uh, lose his try. place. Yeah. yeah. So, because Duran is, he's young, he's good. I mean, I don't know if the, Villa's not getting relegated. I think they're quite comfortable. So, he has opportunity. Maybe they send him on loan. Worst case scenario. They should have sent to my mom. Back to Chicago, goddamn. Yeah, honestly. Uh, good news is that apparently the Greek guy should be here by the end of the month. That's true. Because his, apparently his visa is still pending. Damn. So he should be here soon. 
Um, so at least we'll have, we'll then have three strikers. Casper, Kai, and I don't even know how to say it, so I'm not going to try. The Greek guy. The Greek guy. We're going to call him the Greek guy. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hopefully by him. the end of the season we can be calling him Greek God or something. Something along those lines. Or no, I'm going to call him Oppa. Because that's what Greeks say. Oppa. When I worked at the restaurant, anytime uh, somebody broke a plate, you had to go, Oppa. But when the owner did it and you did it, you can tell he looked pissed off, but then he had a smile because there was customers around. He couldn't slap you in front of them. Ah, oh, what a guy. I love the Greeks. Good um, people, good food. Champions League quarterfinal draw happened. What do you think? It's going to be spicy. Spicy? But, um, I mean, Napoli are through on their side of the bracket, so it really just depends on who's on the other side. Honestly, I don't know. All right, relax, bro. No, it's... Like, you think AC Milan have a chance? Definitely you never not. know. They definitely don't. I know they're in horrible form they, right now. They have no chance. In form, Napoli's the best team in the world right now. Okay, all right. Napoli goes through. They beat Milan, right? I'm assuming Inter is going to beat Benfica. Yeah. I know Napoli is obviously superior to Inter, but it's still a challenge. I think when a team in the Champions League faces a team from the domestic league, it's almost harder just because... You already think you know how you're going to beat them. Yeah, but it seems easy, right? Everyone said all season that Napoli was going to struggle when they play Inter and they play AC and they play Juve and then they go and smash them. Yeah, but I I think there is a small difference when it comes to playing in your domestic league compared to the Champions League. I think there's just something else. Yeah, but that's the thing with Napoli. I don't think there is because they're young and they're they're okay with taking those chances that most teams aren't. They're willing to lay it all on the line to win. Fair. And then on the other side we got a uh, City Bayern. City's gonna, City's gonna beat them. City will be in the final. They might win the Champions League this year. I don't know. Madrid's on that side. Madrid's washed, bro. You they're know gonna, they're gonna go past Chelsea. I don't think it'll be easy, but they will go past Chelsea. Me and Andrew. and then City's gonna just smack them. <laughs> so who do you think is winning the Champions League? Then City or it's gonna be City. Really. really? City. I don't, nobody's stopping at Erling Holland, bro. And it's like the more he plays, the better he gets. Five goals, bro. He scored five in the Champions League against Leipzig. Leipzig. We're dead, bro. He scored a hat trick against Burnley in the FA Cup. He went full Jeffrey Dahmer. Within four days, he scored seven goals. They're already dead, and he still fucked them. Yeah. Oh my god. Man's, man has forty-two goal contributions. No goals, not goal contributions. Goals this season. <laughs> and he still has, like, what the fuck is? Casper, bro. <laughs> He's talking mad shit. He still has almost half a season to go. A little less than half, but right around a half. Me and Andrew were talking, <clears throat> and uh, we both said the same thing. Where, like, me, obviously, we got Madrid. Like, as a Chelsea fan, we got Madrid. I'm very disappointed because it's Madrid at the end of the day. Like, you expect what's going to happen. But there's just a small, and I don't even think it's hope or optimism, but there's something there where I can just... For some reason, I, I could just see Chelsea beating Madrid. I don't think we'll get to the final or anything. But I could, I for some reason, I could just see Chelsea beating Madrid. And I don't know if it's just because of how, um, maybe not underdog, but just like how much we've underachieved. And the Champions League is really all we have left right now. And just we're going to get our injured players back, like Conte and all that. 
I mean, we are playing better. We're just not clinical. But I feel like there's something there that I feel like Chelsea could be Madrid. But, like, obviously, if we don't, like, I'm not going to be disappointed. Like, I expect it. I don't know. Do you, do you see that at all? Because Andrew sees it, too. I mean, I see it. But I don't know how realistic it is. Right. That's the thing. Like, obviously, there's a chance. Like, Chelsea made it this far. Right. But there was a chance last year, too, and look what happened. Well, that second leg, we, we almost made that comeback. Yeah, we beat them two years ago quite comfortably to win it. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. There's only one way to tell, regardless of what happens. You have no faith in Bayern against City? No. Really? Nah. Bayern Munich struggled against PSG. Yeah. And PSG, everyone knows now. PSG sucks. All they have is their attack. They play in a farmer's league, so the, the com- and the competition level is just not that high. So obviously it's going to be easy for Messi and Neymar and Mbappe to run circles around kids. But other than them three, they don't really have anybody or anything that can make a difference. Yeah, this squad is not that good, except for those three. And Bayern, as I said, struggled against them. Because Bayern doesn't have the opportunity, the capability or the or what it takes even to score a lot of goals. And honestly, for is Mane injured? I think he just came back recently. Okay, because I haven't seen him for a minute. Um, and for Bayern st- standards, like they're struggling in the league. Yeah, they have been in first for like the last couple of months, maybe. But they actually just dropped the second because they lost uh ten the recording. Yeah, uh, to Bayer Leverkusen. Up to Leverkusen. And now Dortmund are in first, which, I mean... It's not going to stay. Oh, it could stay that way. Oh, I hope fair. it does. Like, Dortmund I have, are in great form right now, so... I have no hate whatsoever for Bayern Munich, but I, I just can't have them keep winning the league. I, I just cannot. But the fact that, for their standard, that they're having a bad season and they're literally in second <laughs> by, like, a point. And in the Champions League quarterfinals. <laughs> right. But for their standard, they're having a bad season. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. So, like, and I feel like you could always say, like, Bayern could be a favorite in the Champions League just because nobody wants Bayern. Yeah. Because it's a very tough team to beat. But they always end up getting knocked out. But by a big team as well, for the most... No, not even, because a few years ago, they lost to a... They lost to a smaller team. So, I don't know, like, Bayern are weird. Because nobody wants them, but yet they just don't really ever go and... Win it except for like what twenty nineteen or twenty twenty whatever it was when they played PSG yeah, yeah. whatever that was. So, I don't know. Bayern Bayern's a weird one for me, in the Champions League. Um, I don't know. Madrid also is just. It has to be somebody from that side of the bracket, like City, Bayern, or Madrid. But that's the thing, like or Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And, I, and we've already seen that Holland is capable of scoring against all of these teams. Yeah. Because yeah. he's done it all in the Champions League against everyone. So, he did then, it in the Bundesliga against Bayern. And it, it feels like they're finally finding the form where like they can get him scoring goals. And he's actually not negatively affecting the team. Mm-hmm. Like, the team is well-oiled, and then he's there to just score. Right. Um, did you see that picture that was floating around Twitter for a while where uh, this guy predicted the Champions League winners for the last 10 years in 2014? Yeah. And they've all been right. And for this year, he has a Napoli winning it. Oh, does he? Which is really odd because 10 years ago, you putting Napoli up there? Yeah. Considering they're, at best, a Europa League team? Bro, he's from the future. He has to be. And if the worst they, part... If they win this year, yeah, he's from the future. The worst part is that he has Arsenal, 
winning it next year, and the year after Manchester United. I can deal with Arsenal, but not Manchester United. I can deal with United. I can't deal with Arsenal. They can go and win the league. All right, fair. They've won the league before. A European trophy? Nah, I can't do that. Ah, Damn, that'd be crazy. Bakayo Saka, star boy. It's crazy. Um, There's another draw, the Europa League. That one's pretty spicy as well. I don't even think I saw it, to be honest. Let me find it. I have it actually saved. Because um, I know Manchester United is getting knocked out. Oh, they got Sevilla, right? They got Sevilla. That's, despite how bad domestically Sevilla are, when it comes to the Europa League, I mean, that's their competition. That's their bread and butter. They also have, well, and there's Juve, plays Sporting. Okay. That's going to be decent. That, that's that's a pretty good one. Decent. Then you got... Feyenoord versus Roma. Ooh. Santiago Munez. Not Munez. What the fuck? Jimenez. Jimenez. <laughs> Fucking goal, dude. Versus Jose Mourinho, the bum. And then Leverkusen plays. I don't even know who the fuck that is. I'm not going to lie. Respect. Bro. We pay respect to my name. Football heritage. What was the last one? I'm sorry. I literally have no idea. Oh. That's the logo. Or the, the crest. Leverkusen and USG. What the fuck is that? What are they? Belgian or something? It gotta be some some sort of weird shit. No disrespect intended, but <laughs> you God. just said that with the most disrespect intended. God damn! <laughs> who, the, who the fuck are these people? You gotta find out the name. Union Saint Gillesy. Oh, that, to be fair, they knocked out. Oh, they are from Belgium. Oh wow! Good crazy show. guess. They actually knocked out Union Berlin on a six-three aggregate. Oh, that's right. I saw that. Um... Damn. But to be fair, Berlin are struggling now, so. Yeah, they had a really good start. Um, I feel bad considering how long they're in first in the Bundesliga for. Bundesliga. Oh, but I don't know who I'm backing. I I feel like the final is going to be Leverkusen and Sporting. I mean, out of all those teams. I actually do think that Manchester United will beat Sevilla. Yeah, probably. I think there's but, just a big difference in quality. Also, that was a banger by Casper last night. Oh, yeah. He scored the first a time, dude. Chibelko. That was a banger. Um, but no, no, I think I think Sporting's making the final after what they did to Arsenal. It would be nice. I, I like when teams that are not necessarily either from a top five league or a big, big name in European football win it. Um, honestly, I think I'm going to go for whoever wins between Roma and Feyenoord just because... Feyenoord going to win it. Santi Jimenez will be the main man and top school, goal scorer because uh, he's doing so well. And then I, I just like Roma. I mean, I like Mourinho. I just don't want Mourinho to win. Why? Because I hate that man, bro. You really hate him, don't you? I don't, I don't, like I don't him even hate a, him. I don't even hate him. It's just that he plays such boring football. Well, yeah, bro. that's the thing, though. Like, he's I, so like behind the time. I don't like him as a coach, but I love him as a person. Yeah, yeah I agree. But as a coach, like... This isn't the fucking 90s anymore, bro. It's effective still, in it? Huh? Still effective. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, they won the conference league last year. Yeah. They are they could make it to the final this year. Of uh, I mean, they're only, what, like fifth right now in the Serie A, which is still, I mean, the top five, other than the first place spot, because Napoli's already winning the league. Uh, it's quite tight. Uh, Milan's dropped off quite a bit. They actually just lost to Udinese at 3-1, which is... Ridiculous. Um, actually, also, it's left on 
I'm pretty sure he became the oldest goal scorer in Serie A history. Mm-hmm. So that that's an achievement. Um, but yeah, Milan's just not looking good. Juve, they got the point deduction. They're but they're back. They're they're creeping up low key. They're doing very well. Um, and nobody's actually Ooh. talking about that just because of the fact that that's spicy. They everybody counted them out already. Roma actually play the three teams. No, they they play the two teams below them. In Atalanta, and where they go, Florentina. Did they also play? Oh, wait, wait. I think they also play Udinese. Udinese, where are they like they're mid table right now, no? No, they're in eighth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Udinese is in eighth. Actually, I so forgot they, about they them. They play all the teams below, like right below them, except for Juve. Like literally. They play Udinese, they play Atalanta, Udinese, Florentino, Bologna, and Torino. And then they also play both Milan teams still. It was earlier this season where I gave a shout to Udinese because they're in the top four for like the first couple of weeks. And they were beating yeah. big teams. I forgot about them actually. It seems like it was a very long time ago. They were actually doing very well. I actually watched a couple games in the beginning of the season. But I stopped because... Not really a team I watch, so it just fair, fair. I'd stop, but uh, yeah, I forgot about them. I mean, basically, I don't know. I remember what like two, three years ago when Sao Solo was it last year, like two years ago, they were the ones like up there too. They're like almost fighting for a top four spot and then ended up selling for like seven and eighth. But I the series is getting a lot more competitive. Yeah. I, I seems like that. seems like all leagues are except France. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Um, I mean, one of the biggest. I mean, the Prem's always been one of the most competitive ones, within the top six, and then mid table and relegation. But I don't know. I mean, I would be happy if like you know like Brighton and Brentford ended up getting a top six spot this season. If one of those other teams, I mean, Newcastle for one is in the top four right now, so like. It's we're switching it up. April 2nd, we play Manchester United. If we win, we're in third place again. That's crazy. On points and goal difference. Um, and honestly... And we'll be level on games as well. If Chelsea would have kept winning, like, if they tied to Everton, if they would have won that game, we're not. they weren't far off from, like, creeping up to, like, that fifth and sixth spot again. But... I didn't even get into it. Um, I know that... Uh, the relegation battles getting pretty decent as well. Chelsea really aren't off that far off sixth. They're not. That's it's only thing. five points. They're really not. So if we would have won, it would have been three. But the fact of the matter is, Chelsea's fifteen points from bottom, mm-hmm. and they are fucking <laughs> thirty-one points from first. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Because like. I'm not. I'm not like laughing at them. I'm just saying like no, they're mid table, like literally tenth place, yeah. and they're 15 points from the bottom, but 31 points from the top. It's, That's crazy. But when you think about it too, is like all these teams that are mid table right now. Like you look at your Brentford, maybe maybe not Palace, but uh, Chelsea. Who else? Um, right now is like around their Brighton and stuff like that. These teams for the end of like to the end of the season, literally, it's so tight mm. where. They could still fight for a top six spot or literally end right at the top of the relegation zone yeah. of how tight things are. 
Palace are like in 12th place, but I think they're only like four or five points from getting into the relegation zone. Same thing with like Wolves. They're in like maybe 12, <laughs> Palace 14th? are three points. Right. Uh, okay. And then Wolves are like, what, like five? But they're in like. No, Wolves are three as well. They're, they're tied on points. What what point did, uh, where are Wolves on the table? Yeah, 13th right now. Yeah. So like. A team in that position could probably still leave fight for, like, seventh if they have a really good rest of the season. Or if not, they could nah, just... Nah, I don't know about that. There's a 15-point gap between eighth and twelfth. Fifteen points. Damn. Eh, maybe not, then. Even to eleventh. I was getting ahead of myself. There's an 11-point gap between twelfth and Because I was paying a lot of attention to, like, the relegation battle this weekend. Yeah, it's like there's two different league tables right now. There, there really it's like is. the top half. I guess there's really three. Because it's like, realistically, let's see. Because right now, Chelsea is... Like right in the middle. They're nine points behind Newcastle in fifth. But we're a game behind Spurs. We're two games behind Spurs. Actually. You are, yeah. So if we win one, we're back in third at 50 points. So we'll base it off Spurs. Chelsea's 11 points behind Spurs. They're only a game behind. So one game in hand from the top five, right? Mm-hmm. I lost my train of thought. I completely forgot what the fuck I was going to say. What do you mean? You're looking at the table. No, I know I'm looking at the table. But I literally forgot what I was gonna, Like, I was going to make a point off of it. Oh, like those are three different, like... Oh, yeah, there's three. There's three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the point. That's the point. So, like... Technically, Chelsea could still qualify in the top five. Mm-hmm. But, like, 11 points is a lot of points. If they win, it's eight points, but still. So, realistically, it's like there's, like, the top five, and then there's six through 11, and then there's 12 through 20 right now in the Premier League. Okay. Yeah. And, realistically, Arsenal and City are clear as well. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. City's 11 points clear of third place. Well, I'm not even counting the title race. I'm just counting, like, a top, like, four or, like, top six spot. Yeah, yeah. For me, the title race is, like, a whole different thing. Like, nobody else is competing in that anymore. Yeah. Um, The top six is a whole battle, and then the relegation is a battle. But honestly, I guess I guess the point I was trying to make originally is that nobody's really safe from relegation if you're mid-table. No, yeah. And since, I guess, Chelsea is at a certain point with some of the teams above them, we're, like... They could still end like in a top six spot with any of those like teams up like ten and up, or if you're in that position, you could easily end up falling into a relegation battle if you start losing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was just I wasn't trying to really say like, oh Chelsea could still get like top four or they can get relegated type of thing. I guess I kinda, no, I, I kind of misspoke. I was like, no, I know, but I'm I was I wasn't arguing. No, yeah, that yeah. they are. I'm just saying like realistically. I think they're safe from relegation because they're fucking, they have 38 points and relegation's 24. Uh-huh. 14 points is a lot. It is, it is, it is a lot. Especially considering there's only about 10 games left. Yeah. So fucking, to drop 14 points, you would have to lose five games. And then they would, like, West Ham would have to win and everyone below Chelsea <laughs> would have to win five games. Yeah. Ah, dude, that relegation battle is just tough. It's crazy, dude. It's like every week someone drops in and then someone comes out and yeah. then someone drops in and someone comes out. 
It really is 12 and down with Palace. I love it, though, because Southampton is still fighting, bro. They're still... They were 3-1 down at Spurs, and they came back. They've been dead last for a a while, but, like, the fact that, like... Practically all season. they They could easily still not even be relegated. Yeah. Like, all these teams are not... Literally, it's four points from the bottom. Like, all right. Palace at 12 has 27 points. Southampton, dead last, has 23 that's only four points, bro. Yeah. That, that's a game and a tie, and you're safe. Well, and then if you look at it as well, West Ham have 24, but they're two games back from Wolves. And they're two games back from what, from <laughs> Palace. Bournemouth is a game back. Leicester is a game back. West Ham are two. So this literally could come down to final day goal difference between, like, five teams. That's crazy. That's why a lot of Arsenal fans are like, I really hope we have the League One by then, mm-hmm. so that I can pay attention to the relegation battle for the last month. Yeah, of the season. because because like that's really what's gonna make this year. Depending on how these games go, I mean, City and Arsenal are probably gonna go. To, if it's the, if they both keep consistently winning all the rest of their games, Arsenal's five points ahead. Uh, it would come down to the second to last match day, mm-hmm. because if Arsenal win that and it's still a five point gap. The last game doesn't matter. They want to leave. Yeah. So. The thing is, is like, Arsenal still have a tough schedule. They do have quite a tough one. They play Liverpool. They play City. They play Chelsea. And they play Newcastle. And Liverpool and Liverpool City and Newcastle are all away games for Arsenal as well. Mm. So they got to go to Anfield. They got to go to the empty head. And they have to go to St. James's Park. And two of those places are really hard to play in. Yeah. I mean, that he had is, I guess... It is, it is. It's tough just City, because... City do have a good home record, actually, to be fair. Despite, like, all the jokes. Like, oh, they don't have fans. Yeah. They, they do have, they they do do have, have quite yeah. a following. Yeah. They really do. Um. Yeah, I mean, the title race there is crazy. I mean, even... Even... We're talking about the Bundesliga, dude, like... Oh, shit. Dortmund and Bayern. City play Liverpool next weekend. Did he play two Liverpool? Weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. I feel like everybody's calling that like the modern like. It's the modern derby. Yeah, because you know how it was it always used to be like Manchester United and Liverpool. Well, that's and, the like and like Manchester United and Arsenal and like, I think it's uh, more of a United and Arsenal thing because in the early two thousands they were like the top dogs. Yeah. I feel like United and Liverpool is more just like a a northern thing. Yeah, it's not really like. But like I'm saying now, it's yeah, like, right. Nobody, it's, nobody really cares about Manchester United realistically. Yeah, this is like they're. The funny thing, before we move on to the Bundesliga, like you want to, it's so funny how all these United fans are like, oh, we're back, we won the EFL Cup, blah, 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 blah. They were in the title race for like three days. They were in the title race, in quotes, in the title <laughs> race for three days, and in two weeks they could play and they'll be back in fourth place. Oh, that's the Prem, though. <laughs> that's how much it could just change. It's, but like, it. it's not even the Prem, bro. It's just so funny to me. Like These fans are so far ahead. Eric Ten Hag is the best thing that's ever happened to Manchester United since Alex Ferguson. Blah, blah, blah. He's, he's revolutionized everything. Like, y'all aren't doing that good. And they're like, oh, we had our worst season ever last year. Okay. And the team didn't really change. So, like, it's the management. Fair enough. He came in and he changed some things for the better. But it's like, no, it's not like, it. it's not like, it's like, Y'all won the fucking league and you're going to win the Champions League. And, and, and that's how they're acting, bro. There's there's a lot of stuff going on that needs fixing at United, too. Like, literally things that you wouldn't even think would be, like, 
think about that would like affect like whatever. Um, Old Trafford is falling apart. Yeah. See the video of the bathrooms? Yeah. Literally, the toilets completely overflowed and went into like whatever you would call the hallway or whatever. Yeah. What do they call the the concourse? Concourse, yeah. Like that's that's disgusting, bro. I want to go back so bad. Like, as honestly, it's I'm, the owners that show that they don't like. Dude, y'all are so rich and you can't fix a simple plumbing issue. Like they don't care. I've been to a lot of stadiums in my life, like for all different sports, and it's honestly my favorite that I've ever been to, just because of how historic it is. Yeah, and, it, and like the walk to the stadium and like everything, everything all together. Yeah. Oh, well, so especially because we took like a walk there, like yeah. a route that was not really like. We really walked on the highway. Yeah, we're, we're on the side of the highway <laughs> walking like that. <laughs> that should have not been done. But to be fair, when we did it, we're like the only people like walking there. So we thought it was like really messed up. Yeah. But on the way back to like the city center to get back in the train. That's when we realized it was, like, the yeah. thing that people do. We were just in such a rush because we were about to miss our train. Yeah. It was it was bad. It was... I ran. And we still missed it. Well, we didn't, but we did. Well, me and Lewis ran. You motherfuckers were walking half the time. We lost you for a while. Yeah, yeah, We got the Uber at the end, and then... It doesn't matter, because we fucking... We didn't miss it, but we did. They overbooked. Yeah, it was, it was, ridiculous. Uh, anyway, the Manchester anyway. fucks. That's why I have a grudge against Manchester now. Dude, you gave a grudge against everybody that's not Newcastle or Arsenal. I'm hoping that when Sporting knock Manchester United out of the Europa League, they all hit a suey at the end of the game. <laughs> and I hope Bruno cries. He's a rat, bro. I can't stand him. He's dude. a rat. I can't stand him, bro. <laughs> I literally can't. You, uh, like, you know how you say you hate like United fans? Like, I think it's... Because I don't hate Liverpool fans because I don't see much of them like talk shit. As much like I know they do, but mm-hmm. I just don't follow any. But there's this one dude that was always on TikTok where he's like post the videos where he's like, "Oh, Liverpool are back, whatever." Like this is the is team. Patty Murphy. I don't know his name, oh, but there, there's like three Liverpool fans that I see a lot. But they always make it into like a, a video of like all his videos. Like at once we're like, "Oh, we're back, this and that." It's like, "Oh, we're fucking shit. How are you gonna play like this and lose the fucking Bournemouth?" <laughs> and oh, we are fucking back. We just beat Manchester United seven 0 We're coming for the yeah, title, boys. The Champions League. Hundred percent. How the fuck do you lose to West Ham? This is so funny. Like, bro, how do you have the energy every week to make these videos? I recommend. Hold on, I think it was Pitch Side. They did one with a Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah, they did an episode with Patty Murphy. Is that the guy? Uh, I think it was last week. On March 7th, it came out. If you have a chance, listen to it. It's so funny. I bet. It's so funny. I'm listening to it at work tomorrow. Yeah, it's hilarious. Pitch Side, right? Yeah. I bet. bet. And then, well, I think that the one that like goes really crazy, his name is Jonathan Morley. I don't know who that is. But, like, they're, like, the two really big Liverpool fans. Oh, there's, okay. like, there's other ones, but, like, they're the two that I see often. And so, like, he came on. Patty went on pitch side, and it was just, it was really funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I was going to say a little bit about the Bundesliga, but honestly, it doesn't really matter. It's just... Dorman and Bayern going. Yeah, everyone else kind of fell off, which you kind of expected. Like yeah. Freiburg, you're not going to really compete. Anymore. They're 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 more down. Ooh, the only yeah. ones I think up there is Berlin, but they're still like four points behind Bayern, and they they're falling off slowly yeah. but surely. So if anything, it's just a race for the top four now between Berlin, Freiburg, Leipzig, and maybe Frankfurt. But by the way, 
Leverkusen were in a relegation zone earlier in the season, and then Xavi Alonso took over. They're in eighth. Yeah, and they're in the semifinal, no, the quarterfinal of the Europa League. That's crazy. Yeah. I actually seen a tweet today, and it doesn't have anything to do with Xavi Alonso, but it was funny because um, it was a picture, and it was like Pep and all his disciples are like taking over the world, like Arteta, company, mm-hmm. there's someone else. I don't remember who it was, but there was someone else in the picture, and everyone was like, all of Pep and his students are, like, taking over the, the game and, like, revolutionizing the way the game is played, and then someone quote tweeted it, and they were like, yeah, and Sir Alex Ferguson's men are fucking on Sky Sports, or they're boycotting, getting boycotted by the fans. <laughs> they're like, they like, there's true. levels to this shit. There's, <laughs> there's levels. <laughs> Jesus. I almost forgot for a second that Alonso played for Pep at Bayern. That was, that was a weird yeah. transfer at the time. Yeah. To me, I found it odd, but... Uh, I mean, shit, it worked, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, Classico happened as well today. Um, Barca are still running away with the league. I think it's... Uh, you could basically wrap that up. Yeah, the, the league is well and truly over. Um, Madrid in second with 56 points and, and third. Atleti with 51 and it's really just a race for that fourth spot between Sociedad and probably Betis. Maybe a shout for Villarreal, but Damn. that's all that's really going on. I'm going to root for Sociedad. Yeah, why is that? Because they gifted Newcastle. Our Swedish wonder boy, Sir Alexander Izak. Get in there. Scored a brace against Nottingham. Scored a fucking Lovely goal see, as well. Did you see the, the first one, bro? Yeah. Fucking banger, bro. Lovely stuff. Banger. We actually did score three goals that game, by the way. But the refs are fucking rigged in England. I didn't see that. I, I didn't watch the. I wasn't able to watch the game, but they, I saw the the goals. They called. They called. Um. So there was a play where we play the ball in the play, the ball lands at Isaac to Isaac as he's laying on the floor. He gets up, does some fancy footwork, chips it back post, and they and like we score a header at the back post, right? Mm-hmm. But when he originally played the so like he played across like across the box. And Longstaff was, like, three yards ahead of him, but, like, to his right. And then, so he plays the cross into the middle, and Felipe clears it out, and then another player runs onto it and goes to kick it, and, like, Longstaff, like, jumps so he doesn't hit the clearance, and they call Longstaff off for interfering. And everyone's like, two defenders made place on the ball. Dead. So he physically was incapable of being offside. Like obviously, he was off when Isaac played the ball into the middle. Mm-hmm. But he was literally outside of the play. And then the defenders played him into the play. And then we score and they call him off. But then we scored in the 96th on a penalty, with a penalty. And it, it, it fucking saved us. Yeah. Our two points. But everybody was pissed, bro. They were like, if we fucking drop points again because these stupid-ass fucking refs, bro. And I... That been the like, refs have been a problem for a very long time. I just feel like people haven't really realized yeah. until somewhat recently. Yeah. I think it but was... I feel like it's the fact that like social media is so prominent now. Like We can actually... It's made, like People complain about the refs, but now people can like but collectively only, complain about the refs. Because I think it and was... And they can highlight the mistakes. I don't remember what game, but I'm pretty sure it was... Uh, it, was it was a Manchester United game because it was United fans. They started complaining about Anthony Taylor. And I've never seen United and Chelsea fans get together to complain about one common thing, and that's Anthony Taylor. How long have I been saying that Anthony Taylor's he's scum? 
He should not be refing. While we're on the topic of refs, really quickly, Manchester United played today in the FA Cup, and they rigged as well. And uh, it was rigged, bro. Yeah. How does Mithro get sent off? For? Yeah, he pushed the ref, but Bruno pushed the ref three weeks ago, and nothing happened, bro. He didn't exactly. get fined. He didn't get exactly. suspended. I, I, the only reason I think that, I like, if anything, it should just be consistent, right? It's either both get a red or both get maybe a yellow. Yeah. But if anything, I feel like Mitro looked a lot more menacing. No, when but he they, did it. I. You can literally watch the video back, and everyone says, like, this ref was fishing for it, bro. Because, like, he didn't even wait, bro. He literally had his hand on his back pocket, and as soon as Mitro touched him, pulled the red yeah. card out. Like, yeah. you can't you can't egg a player on to, to touch you and then, and then you fucking give w- him a red. William got a red, too. And I know it was probably for the, the handball. No, nah, his right? was a handball, yeah. But yeah. It was a goal line clearance with his hand. But it was quite unintentional, though. I saw it once. I, I didn't watch it a few times. I don't know. I've seen it. I don't know, like... I think he would have blocked it regardless if he used his hand or not. But the way it was, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. But he it, did He did use his hand. It, it was, was on the goal line. Yeah, right. So. But I don't know if you already had a yell. Cause it is, no, it was a straight red. Okay. I don't. That's not always a straight red, though. Yeah, but it's a denial of a clear goal scoring opportunity. So it is a straight red. And that's another problem with consistency. I've seen several. Well... Because that's the definition of a red card. Fair. Well, if because it's a dangerous play or or a goal scoring opportunity. Because I was gonna say there's been like handballs in the box and penalties have been given, but it's been like a yellow. But I guess since it was like the goal line clearance, yeah. fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, that was that was. United get very lucky with refs a lot of the time, and we all know that. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've been saying for like the last five years, Anthony Taylor should not be a, a ref. And that was, like, the first time that, like, I saw somebody else, like, another full fan base be like, yeah, no, this man's garbage. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, thank you. Like, it's not just a Chelsea agenda. Like, that man is actually awful, and he literally refs most of our games. It's ridiculous. I actually seen, I don't know who it was. I was watching a podcast, and someone, like, mentioned, like, how, like, the refs are rigged. And then they were like, if you think about it, I feel like the refs are less rigged for the team that they actually support because, like, they know that people are going to say, oh, it's rigged against mm-hmm. you because you, right. like, support them. So they feel like they, they it is rigged, but in, like, the opposite way. Yeah. And then they showed, like, a map of, like, where all the freaking refs are from. And, like, 90% of English refs are from, like, the Manchester Liverpool area. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even like, refs, like, all the pundits and stuff, oh, they're yeah. all ex-Liverpool or United Legends. Arsenal. Where, where there's going to, even the media that they give you is biased. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to, I mean, what's going to happen with Barca after they were uh, charged? Nothing's going to happen to them, bro. We're paying the refs throughout the last, like, 10, 15 years. Ain't nothing going to happen. Not too big, bro. No news has come out either about City with their... Nothing's going to happen to them either. That's ridiculous. Well, for City, even like if it does happen, and Barca too, I guess, they can't do it this season anyways. So it doesn't really oh, yeah. matter. At this time, at this point in time, it doesn't really matter. You know what uh, title race uh, just went crazy today? I do. Air Divisi. Gee, what am I... You watched the match? I didn't watch it. I watched the highlights, but not the actual game. Yeah, I couldn't watch the game either, but I watched the highlights. Um, damn, dude. For the first 20 minutes, it was Viva Mexico. Yeah. 
Santi gets the first goal in the fifth minute. Then Edison gets a second goal, or the second goal of the match. First for Ajax. But um, with that result, though, Feyenoord goes six points clear in their divisa. It was, it was really tight a couple weeks ago between four teams. And now, not so much. When's the last time Feyenoord won the league? Great question. I don't know. It's always PSV or, or Ajax. Yeah, exactly. At least recently. Um, you know what's funny too? Um, There's oh my days! I searched like last time they won the league, and it's it said uh twenty seventeen. Ah, that's not bad. Five years ago, but it said nineteen seventy. I was like. Oh, There's no way. Jesus. That was the Champions League. Oh. I was like, Jesus uh, Christ, bro. You remember how, uh, was it Snyder, right? Said all those comments about the IX players and, like, at San Alvaro specifically? Yeah, yeah. Literally, since he said those comments, IX, one of IX's best players has been Edison. He won. Yeah. He got. They also did sack their manager, so that probably adds to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, he gets a big transfer soon. Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to get one last summer, and then in January. Well, no, last January, and then in summer, and then in January again. It just never materialized for If him. anything, I could see him still just going to United because of Ten Hag. Isn't yeah. he the one that brought him? I have no idea. How long has Ten Hag, how long was that? Was he at IX for? Ten Hag? I have no idea, man. Because Alvarez has probably been there for a good, like, three, four years now. So if Ten Hag was a man in charge... Um... He'd probably take him. And then, for all we know, because of how, I guess, scarce the uh, striker options are in the world, especially with inflation, because, I mean, one of the best options out there is probably OC Men, but he's, at this point, going to cost you well over 100 Ten you know? Hag joined in December of 2017 and left in June of 2022. So maybe he did bring Edison. Probably. Cause he went. He went straight from America. Oh, speaking of America. Oh yeah, there, there was that derby a as well, wasn't it? Classico. Chivas via America. Did you Did you see the some of the pictures or videos from uh, the goal celebrations? Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it? Was it Henry Martin? I can't. I don't remember who it was, but he went in the goal and like laid, like went down like a dog and put his leg up like he's pissing on there, marking in Chivas' stadium. Yeah. They're they're at their stadium too. I, that was hilarious. That's um, gonna get himself killed, bro. Four <laughs> <laughs> two Chivas apparently have not beat America in four years. Damn. Which is very. I mean, Chivas have been quite bad for a while now, but it's usually it's a rivalry, bro. That doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't. Where one team goes winless for so long. And then actually, before that, there was also another Clasico, a more modern one, uh, Regio Montano. Tigres and Monterrey. Honestly, all I have to say is uh, the goal that was scored, bro. It's not available. For Monterrey. I'll watch it right now. Luis Romo scored an absolute beauty of a goal. It was a banger. Um, Volumes the, off so we don't get fucking copyrighted. The, the, my support in Mexico lost. They're they're like the fire. They always like to lose and concede in like the last five minutes. 
and the refs are very biased. My poor son, Luis. Alright, let's see this goal. I like to watch Milan in Italy, and they lost. I like to watch Chelsea because that's my favorite team, and they tied, which feels like a loss. Atletico lost. Atletico San Luis, not Madrid. Atletico Jesus Christ. Christ! What an assist as well. The little cheeky back heel. Yeah. Or wasn't really a back heel, it was whatever. I don't even know what to call it. I was trying to keep the people entertained while you looked it up. Damn. That's a banger. And then, um. Damn. Some bangers this week. I don't know, yeah. There's also the one in the sporting game. Man scored from half field. Yeah. To knock Arsenal out. Oh, did we really even talk about a classical? Uh, KSK 90th minute winner? Yeah, we brought it up briefly. Yeah, it, it, it reminded me just because of the fact that uh, I was telling AJ before I got here because um, the goal reminded me of like that goal Messi, uh, Messi scored against Madrid um, in like the 90th minute where he took his shirt off just because of the, the cross in. Um, and it was just last minute, so everybody went crazy. Uh, decent game. And classical usually... Provides good entertainment. Yeah. Um, no matter how bad either team is doing, it's always... Yeah, the for the most part. It realistically is the best Clásico in the world, isn't it? Yeah. I, I can see it. Um, no. Uh, oh, is the international break already? Yeah. Damn. Nations League is kicking off. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll we'll see what we provide next week. Yeah. With the international break. Uh don't worry, the MLS will still be on and the fire will lose again. Yes, yeah, so who will we play next? Or tie. Miami on Saturday. In Miami. Probably we can get a dub. Yeah, we could. We could have got a dub yesterday when we were up three one and we didn't. <laughs> God damn bro. But apparently, um I watched Ezra's midweek interview. He said Hyro and Fede should be back. If not this week, next week for sure. Wasn't, I, I don't know if I had a brain fart. Wasn't Heidel number seven last season? Yeah, he changed the number. What is he now? I want to say he's like fucking like 23. Nah, not 23. I think he is 23. He's something like that. He changed his number. That might be right, yeah. A lot of players changed their number this year. Turan was, Turan was 23. Now he's number four. Yeah. Guti was 40. He's 17. Yeah, those make sense though, but I just found it weird that he was already the number seven and he... Was it? You know what I was thinking the other day, or yesterday when I was watching the game, mm. and I was like, oh, it's kind of weird. We actually don't have a number nine. Like, no one on the team has the number nine. Casper's 11. Kai is... What number is Kai? 24, I think. So, well, uh, 04 was the last person that had it. Then. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We just I don't wonder, have a striker. I oh, the maybe Greek, the Greek guy. It's either going to be the Greek guy or if they actually do bring in a striker like they keep saying they're trying to do. Give me Bobby Firmino. Oh, we could sign like that that guy from Pachuca. I heard he's pretty good. He, no, not Ibanez. Um, who? Fuck it, what's his name? I think it's like Lee something, bro. Pachuca are doing trash right now too, so they might as well sell him. Knocked out of the conference league. Uh, not the conference league. The CONCACAF Champions League. Oh, they got knocked out? Yeah. Who did they lose to? Let me find it. They were one of my... Them and Philly were my favorites to win the CONCACAF Champions League because... Conca- they kind of went... The CONCACAF Champions League kind of went crazy, bro. 
Dude, I, for the CoinGraph Champions League, I'm Haitian. I am supporting Violet, whatever their name is. They had a massive upset against Austin. Don't know who they're going to play next. They'll probably get kicked out, but I would love a fairy tale story of them going on and winning it. The fuck is it? I don't know if Leon's still in it. They should be, but. I think they are. I don't think they have what it takes to win it. Tigres, the bigger, the, the bigger Mexican team. Uh, I can't believe Atlas made out of form. Back, yeah, dude, that was crazy. That was impressive. Atlas hasn't been in form either since they won the league. Um, Vancouver smacked this Real España. Seven oh. three on aggregate. Good. How are you going to be Central American and have a team with España in it? LAFC. Tigres won on away goals. Where the hell is Pachuca at? They're not. They're not there. I don't think. They got so disrespected. They kicked them out. Of their results. Oh yeah, they lost on away goals. To who? CD Motagua from Honduras. My days. Because they they tied nil nil in the first leg and then they tied one one in the second leg. I mean, what are we going to quarterfinals now? Yeah. I want I want some of these Central or Caribbean teams to like have a run. Because I know it's MLS and Liga Mekis, whatever, but, like, switch it up. I, I, w- I want to see the Hondurian team win it. The Haitian team win it. The Haitian team doesn't even play in Haiti. I want to say this is the guy that apparently the fire after. Luis Caradilla. Calzadilla. Calzadilla. Oh. I'm pretty sure I saw reports about him the other day on Twitter. I forgot where they play. Is it maybe Panama where they play? Well, the Haitian team can't play in Haiti because... Of political turmoil. I'm not going to get into that, but it's it's not too friendly over there right now. Good meme. But, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's uh, it for me. You got anything else? Nah. Um, Ted Lasso's back. That's pretty cool. Oh, great show. Wish there was more footy in the actual first episode, but you know. (laughs) In the uh, trailer for the second episode, they're playing Chelsea. That's all I saw. Up the Richmond. Chelsea, 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 so. I was actually up the blues this weekend, to be fair. Yeah. The toffees. Fuck Chelsea. Actually, Pulisic scored a banger that was that was disallowed. Yeah. It wasn't really, it wasn't really a banger, but it, it was, was a good goal. It was a strong goal. It was, it was a good goal. Yeah. But it was disallowed because... Motherfucker Reese James doesn't know how to pass the goddamn ball. Stupid fuck. Had so much time to play that through ball and he waited. Joe Felix doesn't know how to hold a goddamn run either. Yeah, there's so many. Just. I'm not going to get into it. I'll take up another 15 minutes of time. Yeah. And plus, nobody really comes here to just hear about our Chelsea and Newcastle problems. We don't have problems. We're coming for you, you Champions League. We're coming. Manchester United, cross the name off the list. Because they're next. We're dropping them off. Alexander Izak. Pop, pop. It's going to be pop, pop, boop. What a pop, pop, pop. Exactly. Fucking wanker. All right. Honestly, probably the best 
the best uh, striker from the Balkans in the Premier League. Who? Isaac. Isn't that isn't the Balkans, bro? It is. Sweden? For fuck's sake. In the Scandinavias. Why do I keep saying the Balkans? I was bro? about to say other side of Europe. <laughs> the best Scandinavian striker in the Premier League. That's human. <laughs> I was about to say. Fair, 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 fair. Because I was thinking of anybody else other than Holland. Because I knew Holland was like the obvious one, but. All I'm saying is he has, he's, he's coming for you, Holland. He's coming. You hear you got called up for uh, Sweden. Yeah. 40 years old. Him and Isaac, brother, about to tear the fucking Nations League open, bro. Is. Or what was it called? It is the Nations League over there, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, had, they started there first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we're like, oh, we might as well, we'll do that. a bit of that. <laughs> For fuck's sakes. No, I think, but it does help uh, the smaller nations out here, especially in Kongolikov. Mm. So. Get that money up. Yeah. Because realistically, some of these other countries, that, that's not Mexico. U.S. or Canada, well, Canada barely just came into the picture, but it's usually been like Panama or Costa Rica. Um, it'd be nice to have them, you know, I want them to get better yeah. for more competition. Yeah. Like, the next Gold Cup, if Mexico doesn't win it, obviously I don't want the U.S. to win it, but... Oh, we're winning it. I want I want to see a Jamaica win it, a Wait, Costa Rica, I was a gonna Panama. Say, I was going to say, we won't even be in the Gold Cup, but we will, because we're going to Copa America. Everybody's going to Copa America. But, but we're also going to go to the Gold Cup. Yeah. Just like last time. Welcome to the Copa America, bro. That's... Mexico has been in a lot recently, like, throughout history. So. Yeah. But now they're doing... Well, it's, it's it's weird because I know... um I think it's it's cool every once in a while, but I know that a lot of South American fans don't like uh, North American teams going into yeah. it. I mean, it makes sense. It, I agree. It, but every it, once in a while, I think it's yeah, cool. Yeah. It, maybe Same not every like, tournament. If they come over... Dark tournaments, fair enough. Yeah. As long as it's not a regular thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll take a... I mean, it would be pretty messed up if fucking think that Brazil just won the Gold Cup, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll take Peru, Bolivia, you know. Yo, Ur- can, Uruguay, something like that. Maybe make it to the final, but don't, don't win it. Don't. Yeah. But there does need to be more competition. There is. Um, I think that's what has both of our teams not... That's what we lack. Mm-hmm. We don't because it's just oh Mexico plays the U.S. You know the rivalry gets intense, but it's like, all right, cool, that's it though. Yeah, like that's all we really got. Canada came to the picture. I mean, within the last like fifteen years, it's been like Costa Rica or Panama. But like, even when you get to the Gold Cup, they're not winning it. Yeah. So, I would like like I always want to see Mexico win it, but if it's not, I want like a Central American or Caribbean team to win it. So fair. Yeah, I guess that's how we got this week, huh? Yeah, honestly. Like, share, subscribe, follow. Reach out to us on socials, or at least follow us. You don't even got to reach out. Our TikToks and... TikToks have been going crazy. Yeah. Nah, they really haven't. Some days they do, some days they don't. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. I've been getting comments, though. So fair play to the people reaching out. Mm -hmm. Random people, too. I don't know if they listen to the pod. I have no idea. What if you're one of those people that occasionally comments or you see it, it's just like, hey, listen to the pod. We'll follow you right back. Yeah. Until then, come on, you fire this week. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Stay safe. Bye. Peace.